You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bikino, and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us. Welcome, Daniel. Hello, Carmi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. That's good. So we're here with um, another episode of Facets of Faith. Um, So before we get started into that, do you want to tell us what you've been up to lately? Well, uh, well, just in the last little while, I've come here on this lovely rainy Tassie day, (laughs) uh, went to the gym and so forth, but you're asking what I've been up to in the last couple of days. (laughs) We can talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I went for a little drive up to the northwest of the state over the weekend, so... Uh, caught up with, well, as you know, I'm, I'm leaving uh, oh. here in, in January, so I got a chance to catch up with some of my friends up in the northwest uh, before I have to go. So we, a little uh, little meeting on, on Friday night and then visited one of the, our churches up in Smithton. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, having a little bit, a few meals, and went for a little bit of explore around Stanley uh, with some of my friends as well. So uh, we saw this thing called the Nut, which is some <laughs> sort of volcanic rock formation it kind of looks like a mini uluru it's mm. uh sort of uh in a little i guess a uh, little sort of bit that sticks out from the beach and there's this rock that kind of sticks out and it. it's a beautiful little town there's a little historical village there as well um yeah beautiful uh little place there on the beach it was nice weather nice to see everyone yeah wow. it was a good weekend that would have been great i do need to do a trip up to stanley i haven't been there since i was little so that sounds that sounds like a fantastic way to spend a weekend take a picture of the nut when you go there there's a little <laughs> you know there's a frame you know uh, sometimes a, they have those uh, those social media frames. Yeah. You can take a picture. There's one there that you can see the nut in the background. <laughs> yeah, you can sort of pose there in it. Sounds great. I'll be sure to try that out one day. Mm-hmm. Um, just to remind our listeners that we have a lifestyle medicine program coming up. Um, we have been advertising this for a couple of weeks now. And if you are in the Hobart area, we have a lifestyle medicine eating for good health presentation, demonstration and tasting. This is headed by Libby Hergenen, and she will be teaching us about how to eat better and reduce our risk of chronic disease. These will be happening. Our first session is actually tomorrow, Thursday, 7 p.m. And it'll be happening over the next four weeks. So booking is essential. If you would like to be part of this and you're in the Hobart area, be sure to text EATWELL22, the word EAT and WELL, no spaces, 22, the numbers 22, to 0488880891. Do not miss out on this amazing program. Um, so our title this week, Daniel, is The People. Did you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, well, today we're just really talking about community in, in the Scripture. The Scripture's got a lot to say about community and us being together, particularly as mm. people of faith, and how important that is for our development and how it's actually part of God's plan for us and part of our spiritual walk. So that's mm. what we're talking about today, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And last week, our um, our title was The Walk. So if any of you would like to review any of our past episodes, you can listen to it at the Faith FM, Faith FM app or at the Faith FM website. You can go back and listen to it there. There also can be found at the Apple Podcasts areas if you have that app on your phone. So looking forward to talking about the people today in community. I know community is a very interesting topic when we look at today's society. A lot of us 
actually getting more and more isolated, I feel. So mm-hmm. community is a very good thing to be reminded of. We are. We are. Yeah. And we, ex- we experience community in a vastly different way than our ancestors did. So as mm. we get into this subject, you, do you, would you like to pray for us, absolutely, please? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you for the rain outside. I thank you for this time that we can get together and um, discuss the topic of community and um, your people, Lord, the people. I pray that if there are any people out there listening, um, that you'll bless them abundantly with the message that we have for today and that you'll be with them today and keep them safe throughout whatever it is they have to do. Be with us now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, So while I was... Up uh, over the weekend, up in the northwest, I was talking to one of my friends, and she told me that you know she was telling me about some of the things she does for a hobby and some of the things she you know likes to watch and read and so forth. And uh, there's a particular type of cartoon that she's really into, and uh, you know, and, and she <laughs> and uh, she liked. She said that she told me that she bought a costume of this uh, this particular character, cartoon character. And uh, I said, well, you've, have you ever worn it anywhere before? You know, like, what, was it just for you in your house? And she said, well, was one time she went to one of these, you know, these conferences where people go and get dressed up as comic book characters yeah. and computer game characters and stuff. She went along to one of these, uh, uh, these uh, conventions one time. And I said, how did you feel? Were you embarrassed, you know, walking around the streets dressed in a costume and everything? And she said, you know what, I was a little bit, but when I got in there, uh, I saw there was a group. She said, I found my people. She said, (laughs) that was the words she used. She said there was a bunch of people dressed as characters from the same cartoon show. And uh, she said, I found my people and then I felt okay. (laughs) And I I was reflecting on that experience. I thought, that's really interesting. You know, I thought... what sort of people do I have in that sort of vein? And I remembered, it actually reminded me that when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, the 1960s show Batman and Robin. There was a... I've seen that. You've seen it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the pow, bam, smack one. Um, You know, it was on on TV on repeats, you know, when I was a kid. And I used to watch it and I got my grandma to make a costume. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And um, so my mum and my grandma actually teamed up and made me a Batman costume. I'd run around and I thought, you know what? And I even had a thing because, you know, Batman used to wear his underpants on the outside of his (laughs) pants and I had a pair of swimmers I used to pull over to the outside of my trousers. Yeah, the whole thing, you know, and I was about maybe I might have been about nine yeah and uh, I, I imagine that if I ever saw someone dressed in a Batman costume I'd feel a little bit of uh, you know like oh yeah I, I understand your experience yes. you know I understand what you're going through there you know that that's that's something <laughs> that we have in common mm. and uh, there's all sorts of community as you said before community is something we experience very differently to our ancestors mm. did and there's all sorts of communities that are around today you know like think about online forums you know people talk to each other on uh, social media and on on uh, different interest websites and so forth. There's hobby groups, people get together. You know, I've mm. got a friend that's right into, uh, he builds uh, train tracks, you know, like toy, oh. he has toy trains, Fun. you know, and so he builds little dioramas and, and, and so forth. And uh, there's a group of people that are interested in that. Obviously, sports clubs, just about every community that you drive through has got either a hockey team or a footy club yeah. or whatever. You know, this is a place where people get together. Um, I'm... Um, you know, I, I served in the military in my sort of 
when I was a younger man and, and I'm a member of a number of veterans groups online and we sort of support each other and, and talk about different things that are relevant to us, all these different types of communities. But faith communities, I would say, is the biggest and most enduring mm. type of thing because it, there's faith communities have got a way of being trans geographical, transcultural. Like I think about the, the Jewish community, for example, and wherever you go in the world, you'll be able to find a synagogue somewhere. Yeah. You know, and the, these people that are spread out all over the world, but they have a common faith, common history, common culture that they've that they've taken around. What about you? Who are your people, Carmen? Who are my people? Oh. Well, um, I, I, I was talking to you about this before, and I have a, a bad habit of um, collecting hobbies. <laughs> so um, any people who do that, you're one of my people. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I will say, though, when, when I was at university, I did feel I was very much alone away from um, home and stuff like that. I will say in that particular space, I found that um, my people were people who would read. I used to get together with people and would read books. Um, yeah, I'm so exciting. Um, there was another group where we, uh, we used to hire out the gym and would play volleyball every week. So, and it was just a social game, but people who played volleyball and that was what we would bond over. And those were my people. And another one was board games. I love board games and I will, any board game out there, I will play it. And, um, so if you're out there and you play board games, let's get together and play board games. I'm always down for that. <laughs> and also music. I forgot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, you're an excellent musician. I, I love music, anything music. If you want to have a jam session, let's go. Have like, you had an opportunity to bless us with some music since you've been doing this? Uh, not on, not on air. air. Yeah, well, I hope that, happen, I hope that changes We'll, we'll see. We'll mm. see if you can twist my arm. Well, look, the, the, the thing is that human beings really do crave community. Yes, we do. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter who you are. And even sometimes parents sort of come to me and they say, oh, I'm worried about my kid. You know, they never go outside their room. I don't, I'm worried they don't talk to anyone. They don't go outside. And when you find out what the kid's doing, well, they're still in community. They're talking mm. to people on their phone. Yeah. You know, and that might be good or bad, but they're mm. still co connecting. Human beings crave this. They really, really do. Yes. We, we crave being with others. And, and I think that it's got to do with who God created us to be. I think it's something that God put in us because yeah. right back at the beginning when, when God created Adam, we're told that, that God said, you know what, it's not good for the man to be alone. Mm. You know, yeah. let us make a helpmate comparable to him. And, and God creates community right there yes. in creation. I guess the problem is, though, that we're living in a pretty broken world and not every community is a positive one. No, you that's know? true. You know, there's people that are bad influences as well. You know, we think about, um, you know, the I guess mean girls girls culture in some high schools, or mm. you know, sometimes it might be dysfunctional or toxic workplaces we're part of, or um, you know, criminal gangs, even you know, all sorts of of things that may be a bad influence and actually might lead us down the wrong track. So I believe that God provides us a, a positive community of people to fill this need. Mm. And uh, we'll talk about that more after the break. Yeah, mm. sounds good. Um, to all those listening, we have a listener question. Do you have a club, a circle, church, or other group of people or community that you spend time with? Would love to give them a shout-out. Text us in on 048880891. This is We Gather Together. By Brad we gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens His will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now cease from distressing. Sing praises to His name. He forgets not His own. 
Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the people. Before the break, we had a listener question, which was, do you have a club, circle, church, or other group of people or community that you spend time with? Text us in on 0488 We would love to hear from you. Now, Daniel, before the break, we <clears throat> we were talking about community and that some community can be good, like um, things that we get together for a common purpose and others can be not so good for us. Do you have an example of that for us? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I talked about the fact that, you know, for example, criminal gangs, you know, we sort of see a fair bit in uh, pop music culture about, uh, you know, gangs and so forth. And, and this sort of culture is even often glorified mm. by... Uh, by by the music industry often, yeah. and yet when you find out about some of the things that they're involved in, things like you know extortion and you know theft and prostitution and so forth, you know that really are you know human trafficking, mm. drugs, you know that the, these things aren't positive. No, you know, and so kids can sort of sometimes feel like oh this is a really cool thing. You know, all my favourite you know pop stars talk about this kind of culture. They get involved in it, they end up destroying themselves and their lives, right? Mm. But God has got a different pr- plan for us. So I think that. Human beings crave community because God placed inside of us a need for one another. Yes. You know, he wants us to be together. <clears throat> and uh, and I believe that he does have a community for us, um, a community of people that's going to fill this need, that it's set, centered around spiritual growth, ethical and character development, charitable service, and most importantly, centered around him. That's the most important thing. Mm. Would you like to read for me Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25? Would that be okay? Absolutely. Reading from the New International Version. Um, let us consider how we... Oh, sorry, I have yeah, 24 let's, let's here do as 24 well. And Are you 25. good with that? Yeah, cool. yeah, that's good. That um, makes sense. Great. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Mm. Can you see here the the author of the book, who we believe to be Paul. We're not exactly sure who wrote Hebrews, but we we believe it was Paul. And uh, he's speaking to a group of believers and he says, look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to spur one another toward love and good deeds. We're supposed to be encouraging one another yeah. to, you know, to, to make positive change in, the, in our society and within ourselves and within our families. And he says, not giving up meeting together. Yeah. In other words, don't just because things get tough or maybe you might have a disagreement or, you know, somebody might say something you don't agree with or, or don't just give up meeting together, you know, mm. we're going to maintain uh, this connection, this physical interaction with one another. And even more as you see the day approaching, and of course he's talking about the day of the Lord, you know, yeah. uh, you know the end of time. So as you see those signs come together that we've talked about on a previous program, that we ought to be more encouraged to, to be together in a physical way. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you and I have a little bit of Italian heritage <laughs> just, in common. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> 
And uh, there's a sort of a value that uh, that Dad said to me when I was when I was growing up. He said, "You know, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family." Yes. You know, and family's always going to be there. And sometimes they aren't. You're not going to get along with them, but they'll always be your family. Yeah. You know, and and I know that sometimes people are in toxic families and yes. so forth, and they have to put some physical dis- distance. But yes. we always maintain love. You Amen. know, and mm. uh, and it's got to be like that. And sometimes that love will stick things out even through difficult, difficult times. And uh, and I believe that that's part of the growth process is to to make your way through and to encourage one another. And I, I believe that this community that that God has for us fulfills our fundamental needs for fellowship, mm. teaches us to love each other uh, just as we love Him. In fact, that's what Jesus says in John thirteen thirty five. You don't feel like reading that for me, do you? I absolutely mm. do. <laughs> um, also in the New International Version, but this everyone will know that by that. Oh, sorry, let me try that again. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Mm, So this sets us apart, I guess. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. Now, (laughs) you know, um, this is not to say that that every single disciple of Jesus down through history has been perfect at this. Oh, no. (laughs) Right back from the beginning, you know, I mean, the original 12, there was a guy named Judas that that Mm. betrayed Jesus and... Peter uh, even turned his back on Jesus just before mm. he was crucified and then came back. All, Every single Christian disciple down through the history of, of humanity has done this wrong. But this is the ideal. Yes. And uh, and also every single disciple has also done it right. Mm. You know, And so that's part of the, the, the idea of... Um, of Christian community that we're going to journey with people that are walking with Jesus that are being changed and yes. uh, and we want to we're also walking with Jesus and we want to be changed as well but this is the this is the the idea of loving each other is supposed to be the identifying mark mm. and um, and I love what God actually calls this group or this community in Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 um, would you be able to read that for me, please? Yes, absolutely. Mm. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. Uh, so he talks about this group, this community, and he says, my people, yes. not just a people, not just the people, but my people. He says, these are mine. Mm. These are my possession. These are um, this is my family. Yes, you know this is the sort of God that is revealed in the Scripture, and it's very different to any of the the gods that uh, the, you know. I guess the the people in the ancient world were encountering because those, I guess the the gods that uh, that other groups worshipped at the time. Well, each community would have their god, but that god was too exalted and important to consider those people his people, yeah, or her people, depending yeah. on the <laughs> on the pantheon, you know. Yes, and so it, that, that they didn't really care about you if you did all the right things and if you made the right sacrifices and gave the right offerings. Maybe it was that that maybe one of the gods might do something for you. That's the way that they understood it. They may deign to, you know, to do something in your direction, but. But for God, he actually looks at us and says, these people, I want them to be mine. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's something about that, isn't it? Like um, we are called to be set apart, but if we think about it, God is already set apart. So mm. um, <clears throat> when we try and compare him, I think that's something that we do. It's it's hard to compare it to anything. And um, I guess um, for ourselves, you know, we, we are called to be set apart and um like Jesus and like God, but um, you know, as much as we try, we can't always get there. It's 
you know, we all fall short. So, um, but it's nice to be called someone's, you know, like we belong collectively in one group. <laughs> I like what you said there, that word belonging. Yeah. You know, that, uh, that God wants, yeah, he, he wants, uh, you know, when, when I said before he considers us ours, you know, some people would say, well, you know, well, that's a bit possessive, you know, yeah. it's, you know, no, it's no. in the same way that I, I talk about my family, yes. you know. I talk about my wife. It's not that um, that I have control over her or that no. she can't um, do what she wants to do, but rather that that she belongs to me and I belong to her because we've made that commitment together. And it's at that level at which God wants us to be his people and that we've covenanted with him uh, to walk with him uh, in love and in relationship. I, um, In fact, when I think about this sometimes, you know, we have a, we have a desperate part of the... Part of the human need for community comes a desperate need for belonging and for acceptance. Yes, absolutely. And you see this particularly uh, in teenagers as they are trying <laughs> yes. to figure out who they are. You absolutely. Know? They go through a process of learning uh, that, uh, okay, I've got, uh, I've got this family that I was raised in and I want to take on board some of what they've given me, but I'm not sure I agree with everything and... You know, I really want to be my own person. And so teenagers often go through a process of trying to try different identities, you know, try and experiment with different, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, entertainment or pastimes or dress style or whatever in order to figure out, you know, who am I as distinct from my parents? Yeah, and how do they, like, fit in Mm. into this world? Like, how they, how, where do they belong in this world if, you know, um, you're raised one way, but how do you how do you fit in the place that you live? Absolutely. Um, I know yeah. I I have multiple cultures that I grew up with. Um, part Italian like mm. you, and part Cook Island Maori. And um, I will say, growing up in Australia was a struggle because mm. it was mm. it was quite different. You know that everyone's different to who we are. So um, trying to navigate that as a young person was something I definitely had had trouble with and you know it's nice though because you can find belonging in the church um find one common factor that that unites you with other people in the region that you live so that was definitely a a a positive factor in my upbringing i will definitely say oh you know that's wonderful and you know i experienced a bit of that what what i'm seeing though as a you know somebody that has a little bit to do with young people is Mm. that I, i guess the the landscape is changing a little bit um in uh, in Australia, in that pretty much everybody's from a culturally diverse background yeah, these days. Yeah, we're also multicultural now. You know, it's lovely. <laughs> you see a school photo, you know, you got lovely people from India and from the Middle East and from all over, you know. And, yeah. And uh, so I guess one of the common experiences of being Australian these days for a young person is 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 multiculturalism. But mm. it, it is hard, and kids want to find out where they belong, and they can struggle with that. But God says always he's calling to us, you know, I want Mm. you to belong to me. I want to belong to you. I want us to be in relationship together. And uh, I want you to create community around a knowledge of myself. God has always called this community his people. Mm. And, I, um, yeah, and it's a wonderful blessing. Amen. I was just going to say, do we have a few more texts that we need to read? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's have a look um, at uh, at the mention of God's people in the Old Testament, first of all. We read Leviticus chapter 26, verse 11 to 12. All right. So, I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. Mm. So, look, God says he wants to live with us. I'll put my dwelling place among you. God wants Mm. to be with us in a physical way, in the sense of dwelling. 
Yes, and I had to look up that word abhor, which just means to ignore or cast your side. <laughs> cast away or, ha- yes. you know, it can, it can mean to hate. If I say yes. I abhor you, it means yeah. I dislike you, you know, and I'll walk among you. The, this idea of going for a walk together. Mm. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I think I talked about this a little bit last week. My best friend was my cousin and we'd go for a walk together, you know, and we'd, we'd, that was a part of our relationship. And Absolutely. I will be your God. Not just that, you will be my, my people. people. Amen. Yeah. Mm. Um, we have to take another break. But um, before we do, just for a mind um, that we have a listener question. Um, please text us in on 0488-880-891. Um, do you have a club, circle, church, or other group of people or community that you spend time with? Would love to, <clears throat> excuse me, would love to give them a shout out. We also have a free book offer, um, coming up later on, and that is the Acts of the Apostles paperback. The Church Connects to Ultimate Power by Ellen G. White. This is Grace by the Bonner family. Father, I am trying to understand Why do you still offer me your hand? I know that my reflection has been changed But somehow you have loved me all the same I know that I have fallen short How can I keep asking more from you? From you Many nights I've knelt in prayer Hoping that you'd still be there for me And you
I tried to run, but you stayed with me. Stride for stride, when I couldn't find my way, you came to This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM with Daniel Mateo on his series, Facets of Faith. And Daniel has been talking about the topic of the people. Now, before we get back into it, we have a text message this morning. Margie from Queensland, thank you very much. Much She says, morning, guys. I have a community of Christians around the world, but mainly my church community in Monto and another in Guyanda. Guyanda, sorry. And even Faith FM. Oh, thanks. Thanks, oh, Margie. That's, that's so nice. We think you're our community too. We love <laughs> yes, it when you text in. Absolutely. Yeah. She says, being so far from home, which is Africa, they are like family. I have many other members in my community around the rest of the world and the rest around the rest of Australia and the rest of the world, who I'm often in contact with. I'm a social person, so need friends. Yes, I think we all need friends. <laughs> and my motto in life has always been, a stranger is just a friend I do not know. God bless you all. God bless you, Margie. Thank mm. you so much for texting in. Beautiful. That's such a beautiful motto. I love it. A stranger is just a friend I do not know. Now, Daniel, before the break, we were looking at what God calls us in the Old Testament. So, what about the New Testament? Well, it's very similar. We're, we're going to have a look in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and uh, we see what God's people are called in the New Testament. All right. So, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful wow. text? Yeah. That's great, isn't it? There's a lot of titles there. <laughs> you could you could stick that on, uh, you know, a cross stitch, you know, or oh, something yeah. like that. You know how Embroidery. some people you know, like to <laughs> stitch things onto pillows, Bible verses, yes. put it in a card. Look, this says so much about who we are. Mm. You know, you're chosen. You know, God has chosen you. you know, sometimes people feel that they're rejected. They feel they're not good enough. Yeah. Sometimes people feel that they are uh, less than. Uh, when they're around other people, they feel that they don't deserve to be who they are or where they are. They sometimes feel that if people really knew who I am, they wouldn't want me. Yeah. And uh, they feel that they have to act like someone that they're not. But God says that he has chosen you. You're yes. chosen people. Yeah. You're a royal you're royal. That means that you're a, you're a king I'm, and I'm a queen. A, I'm a queen. <laughs> you're a princess or a princess. prince. Princess, yes, I love yeah, it. Yeah, we just uh, <clears throat> saw uh, Charles sort of coming to the throne, didn't we, oh, with yes. his uh, consort, uh, Camilla. <clears throat> yeah. Royals, right? Royals. Royal. And so God ha- considers us to be part of his family uh, by virtue of our connection to him. Mm. And not just that, a priesthood. You're a royal <clears throat> priesthood. What does it mean? A priesthood, yeah. Uh, like a religious leader. Yeah. So 
somebody that uh, that is has a commission and an ordination to uh, do what um, do God's work and uh, proclaim His word and and pray for people and you know share His love. You know, it's an important role. Like this is a, a job or a responsibility here. You, that's for everybody. Everybody in in God's people is considered that. Uh, not just a not just a special class. I've called this the priesthood mm. of all believers in Protestantism. Yes. Yeah, have you heard of that before? I think so. <clears throat> <Yeah>. Sorry. <clears throat> and it says you're a holy nation. Holy nation, mm. set apart. <laughs> yeah, special and yeah. God's special possession. His, in fact, um, and in Deuteronomy, God calls us His treasured possession. Mm. Yeah, uh, that you may declare the praises. What well, we've got a purpose here. We're supposed to declare the praises of Him who called you mm. out of darkness into His wonderful light. And here mm. is the blessing of it of knowing that we've moved from the darkness of our old lives into the light and the truth and the blessing of walking with God, you see? Mm, absolutely. This, this is a wonderful, wonderful reason to be a part of the community of faith. It's beautiful mm. and uh, so many blessings. Um, th- there's another thing, that, uh, that uh, another name that God's people are often called in Scripture, and that is the title remnant. Um, remnant. Yeah. Would you like to read Romans <clears throat> 11 verse 1 to 6 for me, please? Absolutely. Um, I ask them, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't, don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he appealed to God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to bow. So, too, are the present time there, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. And if it were... Grace will no longer be grace. Bit of wow. a long, yeah, bit of a longer passage there, <clears throat> but uh, for a bit of background, it's referring to a story of uh, of Elijah complaining to God because all of these people had had turned all of his. It seemed that all of his people had turned away from God and were worshiping another god named Baal, mm. uh, and a uh, foreign god. And uh, God said to him, you know what, I've preserved 7,000 people that have not done that. I still have my leftover part yeah. that have still been faithful to me. And uh, and the Rome, uh, the author of, uh, of Romans, Paul, uh, says, so too at this present time, this is verse 5, mm. now there is a remnant, a leftover part that's chosen by grace. Not what they've done, but mm. by grace, right? By grace. Yeah, so God actually has chosen his people, his remnant, his leftover part. And and this is what, when I said before that there is positive and negative communities. Yes. Now, this is what we have to be careful of because yeah. some, you know, community can lead us in a good direction. You, t- you tend to become like the people you hang out with. Yes, you do. Yeah. You know, let's be honest with ourselves. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that, it, you know, you shouldn't hang around with anyone that's different to you. That's not what I'm saying. No, yeah. But... You, but the people that you spend your time with, the people that you give your confidence to, the people that you enjoy um, fellowshipping with, you tend to become like them. Yes. I, I watch it with kids all the time at school. You'll see a polite young man and he'll sort of come along to school and, you know, be doing well at school and he'll fall in he'll, with, uh, with a group of, of boys maybe that don't do very well at, in class yeah. and maybe they start, they start swearing or, 
or they might get in trouble a fair bit. And all of a sudden, he starts having those same problems. Yes. And the reason is that he so desires their acceptance, mm. he sacrifices himself in order to be more like them. Yeah. And, uh, and he's desiring that, that sense of belonging. And as a result... Uh, he's transformed, and and we do tend to do that. If you, they say, if you know, if you want to, if you want to become more wealthy, hang out with wealthy people. That's yes. what, if you want to be smart, hang out with smart people. That's generally good advice, and it's the same uh, with this as well. We will tend to become more like the people that we spend time with. Absolutely, you know. And so this idea of um, positive and negative communities. God says that there is a whole bunch of people out there, but he has his remnant, his leftover part, that are being faithful to him by worshipping him. And uh, and that's the group of people that he wants us to be involved with. Mm. Yeah. So uh, so in the New Testament, this community is, you, you mentioned the word before, it's called the church. Yes. Uh, th- that is a <clears throat> Greek word, actually. Uh, oh. Yeah. And, um, well, the word church isn't, sorry. Oh. That's an English <laughs> word, but it's translated from a Greek word, which is ecclesia. Ecclesia. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's mentioned in Matthew sixteen eighteen. Would you like to read that, please? Absolutely. Hmm. Um, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Awesome. Now, there's a whole bunch to that verse that we're not going to go into today. Okay. <laughs> but just the idea that God, that Jesus calls his people his church there. Yeah. So that's translated, as I said, from a Greek word. The word's ecclesia. It's where we ecclesia. get the word ecclesiastic or mm. whatever, right? So, you know, the um, ecclesiastic powers you'll be talking about, like, Church leadership. Oh, okay, uh-huh. cool. Um, what that was in in Greek society was like a town hall meeting. Okay. Yeah. So when the community would come together in a common area and they'd discuss business of the town and they would, you know, there would be a process there. That was called the ecclesia. Jesus took that word and applied it to the community of faith. Mm. Mm. So oh, that tells wow. us about who we're supposed to be. Yeah, that we're supposed to be all together and doing life together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll learn a bit more about that after the break. But before we go to the break, we have our book offer, The Acts of the Apostles Remnant Paperback, The Church Connects to Ultimate Power. If one word sums up the the Bible book called The Acts of the Apostles, it is power. The power revealed in this volume is stupendous, awesome, and limitless. Today, God's church needs the same power again. In the Acts of the Apostles, uh, Apostles, sorry, a remarkable commentary on the biblical book of Acts, you are invited to witness again the enormous power of the early church. Then you are invited to request it experience it for yourself the code is after the break this is my heart is steadfast by ellie holcomb Be exalted, O God, above heaven. 
save with thy right hand and answer me. Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the people. As promised, um, we have our giveaway, which um, is the Acts of the Apostles Remnant Paperback The Church Connects to Ultimate Power. The code word for today's giveaway is FACET9, F A C E T, and the number 9, no spaces. Text that in to 0488880891 and to claim your free copy of the Acts of the Apostles Remnant Paperback. Don't miss out. Um, so, Daniel, we have been discussing where the name church came from, which was, I believe, Ecclesia. <laughs> um, so what is the purpose of the church then? Mm. What does the Bible say about that? Yeah, well, I mean, the... Jesus actually gave us our purpose in Matthew mm. chapter twenty-eight, verse eighteen to twenty. And uh, as you as you're turning it up, I people really today are hunger for hungering for, for purpose. I, yes, you know, and not just a purpose that's, uh, I guess, transient or or um, or mortal, but a, but a purpose that's eternal. Yeah, people even like famous people are always talking about legacy. But God gives us a really high purpose. He actually says that he wants to recruit people for his kingdom in order to live forever. Can you read that for me, please? Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Absolutely. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm, what an awesome perf- Amen. purpose. The Great you know? Commission. <laughs> That's right. Like we actually have a reason to live. And what is this reason? 
in order to do what Jesus has asked us to mm. do here, to share his love. And, um, and when people accept it, that they will actually live eternally, that we mm. have a purpose right now that will last forever, which is a powerful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, God's people also, not just they don't just have a purpose, they also have traits that we can identify them. Would you like to read, please, Revelation chapter 12, verse 17? Absolutely. Then the drag- uh, let me try that again. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Mm, yeah, beautiful. And another translation says that um, went to make war with the remnant of her seed, those who have the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus. Absolutely. And so those two um, identifying marks of this remnant, that they are ob- obedient to God's commandments, all of them, and that they have this special testimony, this um, knowledge of the gospel uh, by um, uh, by the movement of the Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful thing. And mm. on top of that, so they've got a purpose, they've got traits, so identifying marks, and they're also a body. Can, yes. can you read Revel- uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 4 to 6 for Absolutely. me, Absolutely. Mm. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 6. For just as each of us has one body with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. Beautiful. Now, this is awesome. In fact, the, the Americans have a have a word for this on their uh, on their currency, on their notes, uh, in Latin, it's e pluribus unum. Ooh. Have you read that before? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it means through the many, one, or, or unity and diversity is another yes. way that we put it. The idea is that God doesn't want us all to wear a uniform. You know, we don't always yeah. have to be the same. God's actually given us all different gifts, and he's, we're all from different backgrounds, and you know, we look different, we smell different sometimes. <laughs> you know, we're all we dress differently. Everybody in the in God's community, everybody amongst God's people, is an individual, and that's a good thing. Yes, we're not supposed to sacrifice our selfhood in order to be part of this community because it's, um, you know, the, God has called us to be who we are. He created us to be who we are. But uh, he has a purpose for us to work together. And through that, we have to be self-sacrificial. Absolutely. And we have to understand that not everyone thinks like me or does things the way that I do. And as I spend time with um, other believers in my purpose, which is mm. sharing God's love, I have to work with people that are different with me, and I learn to appreciate them. Absolutely. And I learn to show <laughs> love to them and say, okay, okay, well, I wouldn't have done that the way that Kami does it, but she does it a really good job, and oh. I, I've got a fair bit of admiration for that. You know, oh, those, <laughs> these are the sorts of processes that we go through when we, when we get to do things the way that God has ordained amongst his people. Absolutely. I love the analogy it uses, which is we all have, we all work together as one body. You know, the body has so many different systems and I have a very great appreciation of the different functions that happen in my body. We don't tend to think about it, but um, yeah, it's definitely one of those um, aspects we um, we're very blessed. We're so beautifully made and marvelously made. And the fact that we are built in the church to have different gifts, it just work in coherence together. Um, it's just amazing. So not not one system gets overridden with too much work. You got it. And and actually, Paul goes on to say in the same chapter that you know, if you 
you know, if you, if you didn't have an eye, then mm. your body would miss out, just like if you didn't have a hand. And so just because you've got different gifts to other people, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. No, You're just absolutely different. not. And uh, there's an idea sometimes people think that, oh, well, you know, a, a church leader or a pastor, because everybody sees them, then they must be the most important person. No, no way. Everybody is just as important as everybody else. It is not a hierarchy, you know. Absolutely. And, and so um, there is real value here that God places on us. And, um, you know... It makes me sad sometimes that, that people kind of have the idea that, oh, well, I'm, I don't want to be involved with a community like a church because they're all a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> Ever heard that before? I have. Yeah. I have. And sometimes maybe one or two of us might have even thought things like that before mm. as well, especially when we might be having a conflict. But yes. the thing is, you know what, when I really reflect, well, so am I. Yeah. You know, and that's this is part of the growth process, you know, is that we're going to meet people that are sometimes good and sometimes bad, but we journey with them, you know, and and uh, and we're all growing together. And I remember when I was, um, I kind of had, had stopped being involved in church for a fair while, and I was really worried that when, if I tried to come back that everyone would be horrible to me and quite judgmental. And anyway, one day I kind of plucked up the courage because God was calling me in my heart to, mm. to sort of go to church, and I, I went back. And you know what? Everyone was so lovely to me. Yeah. And in fact, there's a lady named Wendy who you know who um, mm. was living up in Townsville at the time where I was, and she threw her arms around me and she, you know, invited me over to her house. She was so nice, <sighs> you know. And I, I really felt a sense of belonging there amongst God's people. And yeah. um, I think that Jesus wants that for all of us, and yeah, for for those of us listening as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating how um, sometimes you don't realize people are noticing you. Um, I remember there was a church I, I would go to when I was studying, and um, I loved going there and serving there, but um, when I'd have to go back home, um, I would kind of be like, oh, yeah, they're fine, and you know, no, I didn't think they would really miss me. And then when I went back, I had a couple of the little kids that I, I would hang out with during lunch and stuff. They all ran up to me, and I was so surprised. I was like, whoa, um, I, I didn't even notice that, you know, I, I'd made an impact of any sort. And, um, yeah, as as a friend of mine said there, um, your absence was noted. Mm. <laughs> um, so uh, you tend to forget how much of an impact we have on people around us. And well, um, There's something else, too, because sometimes we feel like, well, you know, no, no one needs me yeah. you know i've got nothing to contribute but god what has elected to need you yeah your absence is noted no matter who you are yeah. absolutely mm. yes and um you know it's so lovely that um you know we are wanted to be part of this people you know jesus wants us to be a part of this and um it's just such a blessing isn't it absolutely yeah yeah Awesome. Well, next week on Facets of Faith, I believe you're talking about the memorial. We are, and we're going to be talking about, uh, well, some of the some of the rituals in the in the Christian faith that mm. Jesus that Jesus commanded that we follow. Now, there's not many, you know, in in liturgical Christianity, there's a lot of rituals, but in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's not many, but there are a couple. Yes. Uh, baptism and communion are the two main ones. We're going to be talking about that next week. Oh, yeah. exciting! Mm. Awesome. And don't forget that we have our giveaway, the Acts of the Apostles Remnant Paperback. The Church Connects to Ultimate Power. Text in FACET9, F-A-C-E-T, and the number 9, no spaces, to 488 to claim your free copy. 
Um, tomorrow, join us tomorrow. We have David Maxwell on his series, The Word of God, The Written God, and um, The Written Word. And his title is The Word Preserved from Moses to Malachi. Be sure to join us for that. Um, thank you, Daniel, for joining us today. Um, and also for your, um, for your chosen book, The Acts of the Apostles. I've been told that if you ever need a life-changing book, read Acts. Um, in, in the Bible, it definitely is a wonderful book to, to read. Um, we, to those of you out there listening, um, hope you have a wonderful day and that God will bless you. Um, and that you will, um, listen well to what we spoke about today and, um, have a lovely day. Um, this next song is I'd Rather Have Jesus by Alison Krauss and the Cox family. Thank you. 
This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.